Christ. The word of God for our meditation is recorded in Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, there are usually two sides to everything. For example, construction can often be an uncomfortable enterprise. Uh, One spring and summer at a church I was serving, what looked like a small project turned out to be a major remodel dragging out for months. All we were planning on doing was replacing the basement carpet. The first half went smoothly, but when we came to the kitchen side of the basement, it was discovered that a wall was askew and also crumbling from the inside. A foundational wall would have to be replaced. So the wall was torn out, and then a big trench resembling a moat was dug next to the church. What a mess. There was this huge pile of dirt and debris. The church basement was unusable until the project was completed. Even Sunday school had to be delayed a month since there was nowhere to meet. Of course, once the work was over and we were enjoying the new carpet and the new wall was saving on heating costs, we forgot the discomfort and we relished in the comfort of it all. There are usually two sides to everything, and that includes the message we find in our text. One side has to do with something very comforting. God speaks tenderly to each one of us. He doesn't shout at us, and what he whispers in our ear is welcome news indeed. Your hard service has been completed. Your sin has been paid for. For any sinner, that's a comforting word. Wouldn't you agree? But there's also an untidy, uncomfortable aspect behind the famous Advent prophecy of Isaiah 40. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. As one hymnal translates stanza four of today's hymn, straighten out the crooked highway, make the rougher places plain. Let your hearts be true and humble, ready for his holy reign. In between those poetic lines, 
Did you hear the air hammers and the bulldozers? Did you cough in the dusty air or notice your newly polished shoes stuck in the mud? Bringing comfort has its uncomfortable side. Are we up to the challenge this Advent season? Isaiah's picture of dismantling and uprooting and leveling, paraphrased in the hymn, Comfort, Comfort, Ye My People, presents us with an essentially discomforting task. The third stanza speaks about calling people to repentance. And then the hymn writer lifts his finger. Oh, that warning cry obey. Yes, that's something that puts us all in an uncomfortable position. We have to admit that we human beings are weak, even powerless. We need a healing and a mending within that we ourselves can never provide. It's tough to admit, I can't do it myself. Few things in life make us prideful human beings feel more uncomfortable. Advent sweeps away all our pride. Although it may make us uncomfortable, God says to us, your days of trying to gain my favor by trying hard and being hard on yourself are over. Your sins are paid for, not by you, but by a Savior, my Son. Although you are still struggling with your sins and falling into temptation, he steadily walked to the cross and paid the price, the full cost for your sinning ways. Despairing of our own power, of our own spiritual contrivances, of our own cleverly conceived plans about saving ourselves with empty hands and an empty heart, we humbly wait for the true word of comfort God whispers to us. Hard service has been completed. Your sin has been paid for. Through his agonizing crucifixion and death, Christ has paid the penalty for all your sins. Tell her that her sins I cover, that her warfare now is over. In holy baptism, we die with Christ, and then we rise with him to new life. Do you see the remodeling job Jesus has done on each of us? Paul the Apostle says that God has made each of us in Christ a new creation. This amazing salvation message of Advent and of Christmas and Lent and Easter for that matter moves you and me into the spiritual comfort zone. What comfort indeed. Yea, her sins our God will pardon, blotting out each dark misdeed. All that well deserved his anger, he will know, he no more will see or heed. She has suffered many a day, now her griefs have passed away. God will change her pining sadness into ever springing gladness. By this comforting message, of salvation. We are then motivated to carry out the uncomfortable work of comforting others, bidding all men to repentance since the kingdom now is here. Now prepare for God away. Let the valleys rise to meet him and the hills bow down to greet him. 
as those who have received the amazing comfort of the gospel, you and I are now called to bring comfort to those around us. Love generates love. Faith yields fruit. And the Christmas gospel leads to the Christmas spirit, sharing and caring for one another, bringing comfort day in and day out to the broken, the poor, the needy, the dying, the ill, those who suffer from the injurious pride of others. Advent prophets such as Isaiah call us constantly to be engaged in the activity of comforting through caring toward those who need our help. Isaiah sings about the eyes of the blind being opened, the ears of the deaf being unstopped. He talks about the poor and thirsty and needy being satisfied. He's picturing the work of the Savior and how God's people also bring comfort to one another. Now bringing comfort can be, and usually is, hard work. Comforting others can be uncomfortable for us who are called to do it. It's similar to being inconvenienced for a while when a construction crew tears up the landscape around us. What does this look like in our congregations and communities and lives? There's a woman who is quite sick. She's in the hospital. She needs the kind of comfort we're talking about. She would be happy if any of her fellow church members were to visit her. But potential comforters beg off saying, I feel uncomfortable around sick people. I never know what to say. Another scenario involves the elderly. Perhaps an old man in a nursing home is lonely most of the time. But potential visitors beg off saying, I feel uncomfortable around old people. Besides, nursing homes make me feel depressed. Then there's that troubled soul facing marriage or family problems. Just a little word of encouragement from any one of you could make a difference. But potential comforters beg off saying, I couldn't possibly do that. You see, I have this unwritten rule about never getting involved in other people's problems. That would make me feel uncomfortable. And I suppose it would. Bringing comfort to the hurting, broken people is rarely comfortable or convenient or something done quickly or easily, but is that other side of the gospel. Our response to the comforting news of salvation found in the cross of Jesus Christ. And it is particularly our call during this Advent season to do the uncomfortable work of comforting. And you will become a partner with Christ himself as he cares out, carries out his ministry of love in this world today. For the glory of the Lord, now o'er earth is shed abroad, and all flesh shall see the token that his word is never broken. Amen. Yesterday afternoon, uh, the Reverend John Molstead Sr., father of Chaplain Don Molstead, was transferred into the church triumphant. Let us pray for his family and all those who mourn this loss. Please rise. 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, send your comfort upon the family of Reverend John Mosted Sr., who was received into his heavenly home yesterday afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for his many years of service to your kingdom in congregations, in the Synod, and here at Bethany. Be with his wife, June, with his son, our chaplain, Don, and with his other children and grandchildren as they mourn his loss. Comfort them with the sure hope of everlasting life, which is ours through faith in Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We continue with verses 3 and 4 of hymn 102. Christ and the love of God. 